I want to uh, real quickly conclude our series that we've been doing on miracles today. Um, and I just want to quickly talk to you um, about really why we celebrate Christmas. And uh, as we've been talking about the last couple weeks, the miracle of Christmas, and then weeks before that, we started our series, Miracles. And yesterday, as we were opening up presents with kids and just thinking about Christmas um, and thinking about gifts, um, I mean, come on, I think every one of us, whether we're giving gifts or getting gifts, we think about gifts on Christmas. And, uh, and so I started thinking about that and thinking about the Christmas story and thinking about the greatest gift that was given. And I want to just talk to you real quickly about the miracle gift. Last week we talked about the miracle yes being the fact that Mary said yes and all that she had to get through in order to say yes to what God was asking her to do. And we related that back to our lives and what's God asking you to do and some of the stuff you have to work through in order to say that yes. Uh, Some of the things from your past, some of the things in your present, some future things that you might have to overcome in order to say yes to what God is asking you to do. Uh, But there was another person that said yes and that was, that was Jesus, and really, he is the miracle gift. He is the gift that came to earth that changed, that changed everything. Um, but thinking about gifts, I just want to read this to you uh, real quickly. Little Johnny desperately wanted a bright red wagon for Christmas. How many of you guys remember those days? How many of you guys still want a bright red wagon? Okay, a few of you. A bright red wagon for Christmas. His friends were writing letters to Santa, but Johnny decided to go one better. Dear Jesus, he wrote, If I get a red wagon for Christmas, I won't fight with my brother Hank for a whole year. Then Johnny thought, man, Hank is such a brat. Sound like some of your brothers and sisters? I could never, ever keep that promise. So Johnny threw the letter away and started again. Dear Jesus, if I get a red wagon for Christmas, I will eat my vegetables for a whole year. Then Johnny thought, man, I really hate vegetables, spinach, broccoli, asparagus, I could never keep that promise. Suddenly, Johnny had an idea. He went downstairs to the living room. From the mantle above the fireplace, he grabbed the family statue of the Virgin Mary. Taking the statue to the kitchen, he wrapped it in newspaper, stuffed it into a grocery bag. He took the bag upstairs to his room, opened the closet, and placed the package in the farthest, darkest corner. He then closed the door, took a new sheet of paper, and wrote, Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, I want a bright red wagon for Christmas. How many of you guys should have thought of that one when you were younger? I don't know if it worked for Johnny, but how many of you guys glad that you don't have to bribe Jesus for anything, right? That man, Jesus, man, he freely gives so that we can freely receive. We don't have to bribe him for anything. We don't have to be like little Johnny and try to twist God's arm for anything. Matter of fact, the Bible says all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. All you have to do is in a moment's time is just call upon him, and man, he is there for you. He is the miracle gift. He is the miracle answer. Let me just read you some quick verses here uh, from Matthew. Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and it says this, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in those days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the west. Now this is the east. This is right after Jesus was born, actually a couple years after Jesus was born. Uh, from the east came Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, because he wanted to be worshipped, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all their chief priests and scribes and people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, 
And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for whom you shall come, a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you found him, bring word to me that I too may come to worship him. After listening to the king, they went their way, and behold, a star they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down. I want you to catch this. They fell down, worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Why were they warned in a dream not to go back to Herod? Because Herod wanted to kill that child so that he could be the ruler. And that's when he put out the decree to kill all the children two years of age or under. But yet God preserved Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had a mission. Why? Because Jesus was the miracle gift to humanity so that you and I could be celebrating Christmas today. He was preserved. Now I want you to think about this just for a minute. And I want you to think about what took place in that moment. This is some two years later that the wise men finally find Jesus. Think about that, how God led the wise men all the way for two years to find Jesus just so they could bless him with these gifts. Many studies have been done on the gifts, and they discovered this, that those gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh were given, and they were so valuable that they covered the child's expenses and really the whole family's expenses up till the age of about 16 to 18 years of age. That was a lot of wealth, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you've ever raised children, you know how expensive they are, right? I mean, just, just in their first couple you know, months alone, all the diapers you have to change and the expense of that. Come on, Brett, you feel my pain, right? Unless you're recycling diapers, all right, which is just gross. Turn it inside out, use it again, right? Okay. Uh, anybody try that? Don't raise your hand. And it's expensive, but yet here God not only spared Jesus by keeping him safe, from the, from the decree that went out so he would not be killed, but God also sent these wise men bearing these gifts so that the child would be provided for. Why? Everything that surrounds Christmas, everything that surrounds the birth of Jesus, everything that surrounds the, 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 the uh, conception of Jesus, everything that involves Jesus' life is a miracle. He is the miracle gift. Why is he the miracle gift? Why did Jesus come in the first place? He is the miracle gift because there are many things that you and I can achieve in life on our own, but there is one thing we can never achieve on our own, and that is life and life eternal. Jesus is the only road that you and I can go down. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No one gets eternal life. No one gets to the Father except through him. It's, the, it, it's really one of the only roads. I mean, you and I can find success. We can find wealth. We can find a wife, a husband. We can have a family. Uh, we can do some good things. We can go, do, do good deeds for people. We can do a lot of things on our own. But ladies and gentlemen, there is one reason why Jesus Christ came. It's not just Jesus Christ died because we've got to understand the only reason why Jesus Christ could die the death he did, which we'll celebrate in Easter uh, in April, only reason he could die that death is because he came the way he did, sinless, lived the life he did, sinless, and therefore made himself a sacrifice so that you and I could have eternal life. And so when we celebrate Christmas, it's a miracle, 
But I want you to think about this for a minute. Uh, when we were driving up, uh, we, we flew out of Long Beach uh, to go to Seattle. And the reason we did that is because you can save a whole lot of money flying out of Long Beach. We saved ourselves like 600 bucks to fly all of us up there by flying, by flying out of Long Beach. We still had to pay for parking, but it didn't total 600 bucks. So we got up really super early. We left at 3 in the morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, however you want to look at that. I consider it nighttime. But uh, we got up, man. We left at 3, and we started driving up there. We were able to get the kids in the car, still asleep. Thank you, Jesus. And we started driving up there. And so my wife is the co-pilot, and I'm driving, and I'm listening to her directions. She said, get on the 73. So I get on the 73, because that's the way Google Maps was taking us. And we're on the 73 for about two minutes, and we realize we're on a toll road. Okay? Now, I don't know about you, but, but I don't know who carries cash nowadays. Okay? I don't even know who has any cash nowadays, but let alone carries cash, right? I don't carry cash. I carry the little plastic thing, right? You know, and if you're lucky, maybe you can find a paper check. Okay? And so we're on the toll road, and I, I see a sign that says $2.25. So I think to myself, sweet, $2.25. I was like, babe, do you have $2.25? She scrounges up. Yes, babe, we have $3.43. I'm like, sweet, we're going to make it through the toll. We get to the next road. Now it says, you know, three fifty, And I'm like, uh, we're seven cents shy. We finally get to our toll, which is at the very end of the 73, and it says $4.75, okay? When we come to a stop, it's four in the morning, ain't nobody around. It's not like they have a little guardrail there um, that you can't go through. And so we sit there, all right? And I'm thinking, what are we going to do? In my mind, I was hoping they'd have a credit card machine, but there was no credit card machine. They didn't take checks. Big sign said cash only. Of course, it didn't say cash only until you got to the end, but said cash only. And so I'm sitting there. There's nobody around. There's no other cars coming. And I'm sitting there's no barricade, nothing, but I'm stuck. Why? Because I'm thinking if I move forward, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? I'm thinking if I cross that line, are cops going to swarm from everywhere? Come on. I'm not the only one that's thought that, right? I'm thinking, is like my car going to explode? Is it going to die? Is there like there's a mechanism in it that if you cross this line, it stops working. We're never going to make it to the airport. And so I just, we Thelma and Louise did, man. She grabbed my hand, man. We stepped on the gas. Boom! And we went for it, okay? We sat there for probably about 10 minutes thinking about what we were going to do. I was literally like, I was at a place where, where the only thing that could get me through that toll was $4.75, but I didn't have $4.75. I was stuck. I, I needed to move forward, but I couldn't move forward. Why? Because I didn't have what it took to get me to go forward. I finally saw a little sign right there that said www.tollroads.com. And so thank God for the iPhone, the second greatest thing right after salvation, the iPhone, okay? I pulled out the iPhone, and I, I quickly got on there, and I, I went to www.tollroads.com, found a phone number, made a phone call, and there was nobody there. <laughs> it's four in the morning, right? And uh, so I'm thinking to myself, man, well, we got no choice, so we, we just went for it. And uh, so then my wife started scrolling through, and she said, you will be fined X amount of dollars if you don't pay the toll, yada, 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 yada. Right. We ended up making a call 8 o'clock the next morning saying, hey, man, we Thelma and Louise it through the, <laughs> through the toll road, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, whatever you like. And we just went through. I said, what can I do to make this right? And they said, well, we do offer a one-time grace. You can just pay the $4.75 over the phone. Praise Jesus. They're like, they said it's a good thing you didn't let it slide because it would have been like a $350 fine for running the running the toll, $3.50, $4.75. So we made the call. I started thinking about that. And I thought to myself, man, man, we made all the preparations. We packed the car the night before. We got our kids in there still asleep. And man, we, we were on our way. We had all the presents to bring. Everything was set. Everything was perfect. But we got to a place where we were unable to pass without somebody else intervening and helping us out. 
You know, a lot of us live life that way. Man, we make all the preparations. We get the right job, surround ourselves with the right friends. Man, get the right career, make the right amount of money, find the right girl, the right guy, start the right family. Man, it looks like we have it all together. But yet we find ourselves, there's one toll that we can never pay. There's one road that we can never go down on our own. And that is the road of salvation, the road of eternal life. All we have to do, like I did, was call. Who do we call on? We call on the greatest miracle, Jesus Christ. And we call on him, and because of him, you and I have access to go through that toll, that toll and find eternal life and find true happiness, true peace, true joy, and true success. Thinking about this, this Humpty Dumpty thing here, and we, we rewrote the story, and my daughter narrated it, and we retold the story because, you know what, this is the reason why he came. Sometimes he, he does pick up the pieces and put them all together. Maybe you're here today, and you would look at your life, and you'd say, man, you know, I, I, I actually fell, and I cracked, and my life was in pieces. Uh, you know, I, 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 my, my job, my relationships, I have failures here and failures there, and you might look at your life, and you might be the egg that cracked. But guess what? He came so that he could take all the pieces and put them back together. And that is just as much a miracle as sparing you from the cracks. Some of you are here today, and there are no cracks because he, he did the miracle in your life and spared you from those cracks. But the cool thing is, is it's whether you were cracked or uncracked, the cool thing is, is that he's the one that came and either spared you from the cracks or put the pieces back together. So no matter where you are today, why do we celebrate Christmas? Man, we're celebrating Christmas. Why were they so excited back then? Why were there angels appearing? Why did God, God spare Jesus? Why did God provide for Jesus? Because he's the miracle gift for everybody that would call upon him. All you need to do is call, and he's there. And so this is what I want to do this morning. I want to take communion together as a church. And as we do that, what I want to do is I just want to remember together who Jesus is why Jesus came, and thirdly, maybe you find yourself with the cracks. Today, find yourself at an altar at your seat and just say, Jesus, thank you for fixing the cracks. Thank you for putting me back together. Or maybe you're that one and there are no cracks. Take a moment and just say, you know what, God? Thank you for paying the toll for me so that I could be spared from those cracks and I could be kept. No matter where you're at today, let's find that peace that joy, that happiness, that fulfillment, that miracle gift in Jesus. I'm going to ask Brett to come back to the piano. If the old band, I don't know if the old band's still here, but if you are, if you want to come, or just Brett. Close your eyes, stand to your feet. I'm going to pray. And then as Brett begins to play, we're going to go ahead and, and serve the communion. And no matter where you're at today, Merry Christmas. Find fulfillment in Him. God, we thank you for this moment. Lord, I pray that as we take communion together, that, Lord, you would just touch each and every person in this place. God, I pray that, Lord, no matter who they are, if they're the one that's cracked, that today as they reflect on Christmas and they reflect on you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that they would find the joy, the peace, the wholeness, the fulfillment. God, we thank you, Lord God, that Christmas isn't celebrated because of tree and, and wrapped gifts underneath it. God, but the greatest Christmas is celebrated when we realize that it's Emmanuel, God with us now. Hallelujah. And that's why we can say joy to the world. That's why we can say peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Because the miracle gift, Jesus Christ, has come. 
And Jesus, we thank you today that you paid that toll that we could not pay. Jesus, we thank you today that you created an access for us, that you created a way that we might have life and life abundant. Hallelujah. So Lord, I pray that as the elements are distributed, that as we take communion together, God, I pray, God, that people would find that joy as they remember Christmas. Hallelujah.